Uh-oh, are you there? No, I'm still here. Are you still there? Yes. <laughs> I think it just hiccuped for a slight second. That was oh, I it. see. Whew. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about cast is it's always that, like, is your internet good? Is my internet good? Does cast agree that they're both good? And that's the thing. I'm at work still. So, like, the internet here, for the most part, sucks. But I'm like, oh. okay, as long as, like, I'm not using anything else and just this computer... <laughs> right. Like, I should be okay. I have, like, the book set up on the work computer, and then I have my laptop, so I think it should be okay. And there shouldn't be too many, like, me kind of glitching in the Matrix anywhere. Yeah, I'm in my teenager's bedroom. They're at their mother's tonight. But their nice. bedroom is positioned right above the router, so I should be good. <laughs> Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week... Listen, uh, I know I go on a lot about these Bear Scouts books. By the way, we're covering another Bear Scouts book this week. But I know I go on a lot about how they're based on the 1985 Berenstain Bears Saturday morning cartoon and how that's kind of an issue for me because you're essentially taking 10 minutes of plot and stretching it into what is literally a 20-chapter book. And this week's book is, in my opinion, a wonderful example of how that can sometimes pay off very well uh, from a dramatic standpoint, taking what is basically just a Saturday morning throwaway cartoon plot and having to flesh it out with actual motivations, uh, repercussions, and uh, character drama. Now, this book is called The Berenstain Bear Scouts and the Sci-Fi Pizza. It's from 1996, which would have been my sophomore, junior year in college. I was well out of the Berenstain Bears uh, 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 social presence at this point. But it does contain two words which at the time would have attracted the attention of many a pre-teenager sci-fi and pizza. And as I got further and further into this book, I was like, there is absolutely no way I can cover what happens in this by myself. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to my show this week's guest, Wendy Mays. Hello, Wendy. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm pizza. Great. What? That made abs... I don't even know. I, I think I just happened to look down and see the word pizza, and then that came out of my mouth. I didn't mean to say that. I'm doing okay. well. <laughs> and now I'm trying to think of, like, what could it have been? Pizza... Pizza-licious? I don't That's know. weird. Pizza no. <laughs> I, I don't even know. My mouth just didn't want to work right. I'm sure there's like a million Ninja Turtle references that if we had taken the time to look them up, we could have thrown out. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, because this was like this was like prime pizza time as far as like kids were concerned. Like, <laughs> Isn't every time prime pizza time for kids? I mean, it's always prime pizza time for me. <laughs> it's always, well, I, I was just thinking like, I love sci-fi and pizza myself. Like, why not? I, 100% why I was really into reading this one. <laughs> Now, uh, have you, do you have any kind of personal history with the Berenstain Bears? Did you ever read them at all? I mean, I assume that I did as a child. I don't really have that much of a memory. And I think, like, I kind of always get them confused with... Uh, I'm from Florida, so I'm a Disney girl. And mm. I think, like, I always slightly get them confused with, like, the Country Bear ride. 
at Disney World. You know those, oh. like, the, you know the bear, the bears that play the country music or whatever. I always yeah, saw them. The, the Christopher Walken movie that that was based on those guys. Yeah, yeah. Is he in that? Dear God. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Oh my God, I never saw it. Um, yeah, I always get them slightly. Maybe they live in the same universe in my brain or something like that. But yeah, I. Don't really know too, too much about the Berenstain Bears, though, unfortunately. So much so that at the beginning of the book, I had to read it like five times over because I got really confused about brother, sister, Fred and Lizzie. And then every time, every time it says brother, sister, Fred and Lizzie, I'm like, why don't they just say Fred and Lizzie? Why are they keep repeating brother and sister? I forgot that their names are brother and sister. Oh, and, so it was like yeah. brother Fred and were you thinking it was like all the same character? Yeah, like I thought that they were saying brother and sister Fred and Lizzie. Oh, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> uh, I forgot that there's a character named brother and a character named sister. <laughs> well, it's funny because that's like a totally organic mistake to make, considering yeah. that since this book is based on the cartoon, and I say this in every episode, they took the characters of brother and sister and just split them into four. For the book. Because Lizzie and Fred don't really have a whole lot to do in this book separate from brother and sister. No, not at all. No, not at all. So this must have been super confusing for you because not (laughs) only is it characters you're not familiar with, it's in the middle of a series that's already like kind of established our heroes and villains. Yeah, it's a sequel, I assume, to the... um pumpkin incident because oh, yes. they talk about that a lot so i was like okay at least they're giving me a little bit of background about these weasels mm-hmm. um but that that's about it so i assume that they're just the nemesis of the bears right so they were introduced in the in the uh, humongous pumpkin where they used their magic to grow a giant pumpkin that they hollowed out and filled with weapons and we're gonna use to take over bear country or something and then the cubs pushed it off a cliff the end Uh, Again, based on a 10-minute episode of a Saturday morning cartoon, (laughs) expand it into a full-length novel for children. (laughs) Well, this book is far more complex and confusing, so why don't we dive right into it? Wendy, I would love to hear you summarize the events of the Berenstain Bears Scouts and the Sci-Fi Pizza. Uh, That might be a little complicated. Um, I can try. Mm -hmm. So it starts out with... um, brother, sister, Fred, and Lizzie, and all they want to do is fly this airplane that brother made, I believe. Um, And they go out and, yeah, I think it was brother made it. Um, And it's a, it's gasoline. It's not just a paper airplane. It's a gasoline plane, but there's no remote control for it. So they just let it zoom off into the world and then die. That Um, seems like a very risky thing to do with like a yeah, I had a big problem with a lot of the, like, technical parts of this book about that. Because uh-huh. I was like, why would you get a kit that's not a remote control? Like, I remember growing up, my dad was really into remote control airplanes, and so mm-hmm. was my brother. And I was like, they don't sell those separately. You can't just make a gas-powered <laughs> airplane without buying the remote control for it. Uh- <laughs> well, because it's like, it'd be like buying a car with no steering wheel. Like, yeah, exactly. I guess you can just set it going, but what? You're not going to get it back. Yeah, you can't steer it. Exactly. Uh, So there's that plot that's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. They have this airplane that they can fly, and then they want to put on a remote control for it. But then the weasels are upset about life. And, like, (laughs) uh, McGreed, the chief weasel, who's kind of like a Mm -hmm. Stalin-esque character... 
Uh, um, he <laughs> he wants to what destroy Bear County, and he's asked his underlings to create a security system that will destroy everything. Um, right. It's a, a little confusing. Yeah. Because you it, have like seven different motivations running through Weasel World at this point. Yeah, Weasel World is very confusing. So he just wants to set up a security thing for Weasel World so that the bears can't get in. Um, but then also happening is um, there's a new pizza place opening up in town. Right. So there's that going on. Which, pizza Shack. Pizza Shack, um, which... Um, Oh, what's this? Uh, rip off Ralph. What's it? Uh, Robert Ripoff. <laughs> what? Gosh, I'm, I'm Please, already Robert Ripoff is my brother. <laughs> no, Ralph. Ralph Ripoff. Ralph Ripoff. Oh, I got I'm confused. Sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, uh, Ralph Ripoff is in charge of promoting the Pizza Shack, um, but he's also hired his favorite pickpockers to be there the big day of the event. That's weird. They mentioned this pickpocket, like Joe Silverfish or whatever his name is. That guy likes to fake putting Silverfish on to get free meals, I think. So he's not a pickpocket, but he's also a crook. Right. But then he doesn't are... come to anything. Like he gets like no, arrested. He... Yeah, he gets arrested at the end. That's kind of about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you have a nickname as Silverfish, I feel like the restaurant industry knows who you are and you should right, probably right. give up that game. Well, we're also <laughs> dealing with someone named Ralph Ripoff. <laughs> that people keep giving chances to. <laughs> yes. This is his millionth chance. Yes. And he's claimed that he's a new Ralph, a right. changed man, and he's getting into advertising, which seems kind of like a logical step. Yes. Uh, um, so there's these three plots that are all going together. Yes. Um, and then... Oh boy, and then <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to remember when they all start going, intertwining with each other. I think well, it's... they go to the professor. They go to actual factual. That's right. To get they... help with their plane. That's right, and to try to get a new merit or merit badge. Right. Their high tech merit badge, which I feel like their scoutmaster should be involved in that process, um, but I guess the scoutmaster is not really involved with them that much, right? Right, she spends a lot of time at home. I mean, she's also like a full-time like school teacher, so she's probably yeah. super busy. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we do have this neat moment though, where uh, the, all the cubs are talking about wanting to turn, like, get all the parts and turn the plane into like a a remote control plane. Mm -hmm. And uh, Scout Leader Jane gets this like wistful like look on her face that yeah. the cubs don't really. It's this really odd moment for this book. It was, and it's very, like, I feel like if it was written now, you would see that, but I feel, because it was written in 96, right? Yeah. Is that when this came out? I feel like that was really advanced for 96 to be, like, there's a woman being wistful because women in tech is aren't allowed, you know? <laughs> and, like, yeah. she's she's very excited that the, the girl scouts are are excited by technology and getting in with the boys to create, like, this remote control airplane. Uh, which I thought was really funny. And then there's like another crack earlier about PC culture um, uh -huh. that I thought was really interesting too. So they're all talking, you know. Oh, right. When you see like 
um, when you meet up with the, all the little bear scouts for the first time, he's like, oh, last one through is a squished frog. And then one of the Girl Scouts gets really offended by that and is like, I just don't think that that's nice to animals. And he, he makes a crack of something like, well, if you got to start being careful about everything you say, there's just not much fun in life anyway. Yeah, he or, says... Uh... <laughs> He literally says, gee, you can't say anything around here anymore. Yes, exactly. And I was like, oh, my God, he's like a guy on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she says, totally she says, is. he says, last one through the fence is a squashed frog. And he's like, it's just an expression. And she says, it's not very respectful of frogs. Yes, exactly. And I was like, and wow, we're still having this conversation today. <laughs> I know. It was, it, it was, I was mind boggled by <laughs> that and then the wistful teacher being sad because maybe she had she would have been able to work at bsa yes or whatever oh, yeah. <laughs> or be at bassa, BASA. <laughs> but instead she had to settle for being a school teacher because women aren't allowed in the tech culture <laughs> right <laughs> we're making strides though making strides know. in bear country that's right maybe now that these girls have grown up <laughs> their daughters can be a part of that industry well ralph ends up going down into weasel world yes ralph does end up going with a pizza um and the security system is then tested on him and he gets gooified yes um which doesn't apparently ruin the pizza because <laughs> and the weasels have never had pizza before so then they get it's all very confusing because I don't know what he was originally invited there for. Because it yeah. seems like it makes no sense that they just invited him down to test the security. I guess. But, but I don't think they knew about the security system when he was invited. Exactly. Like, yeah. So what was he originally invited down there <laughs> right. for? Because he brings the idea of the pizza place. Exactly. Right. <laughs> huh. And then that that plot line of why he was originally called down to the Weasel Land was is like thrown out the window once they taste pizza and they're like, This is how we're gonna take over bear bear country. We're gonna trap these children in pizza dough and enslave them. Let's not forget that uh uh, uh Weasel McGreed has also called for the death the death yes! and destruction of the bear scouts. Yes. Like, multiple times he talks about killing these little bear cubs. <laughs> right. There are four children in bear country. Only only the four kids and Gramps know about <laughs> the weasels, by the way. Like, mm. no one else in bear country does. And because they're a legend. Like, they're oh. boogeymen. And, okay. and so people think that Gramps is kind of nutty old Gramps. He believes in the weasels. But the cubs have, like, directly been threatened by them. And they just, their motivations are murky. Like, they want to take over bear. Like, they've always lived underground. Like, we don't know why they're, what, what's going on. <laughs> they are literally Saturday morning villains. Yeah, oh, 100%. Where they just don't really have real motive. They're just evil. Yep, they're the bad guys. Yeah. And but what's funny is, this book starts off with the weasels. The first chapter is devoted entirely to them. And I found them the more compelling characters this time around. Yeah, I wanted to know, like, what was happening with them. Like, all of the little, like, side characters were way more interesting. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I loved, like, Sty, the helper, um, mm -hmm. or the, like, first in command or whatever. And then Dr. What's his name? Mick... McBoffin? Dr. Boffins. <laughs> Which is a terrible name. <laughs> right. And what does it mean? Like, their names aren't weasel related at all. No. Boffins is just dirty sounding, too. <laughs> like, 
hey, I'm Dr. Boffins. Uh, <laughs> what exactly are you a doctor of, sir? <laughs> exactly. And then General Max. Right. Um, and like his and, like little like demotion drama. Yes, exactly. Like those characters were so much more interesting. Right. Um, although I have to say I was a slightly confused um, reading it just because the weasels are drawn exactly like the bears. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone says that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really confusing me. I'm like, are they just bears with tails i don't what's happening here i mean isn't that what a weasel really kind of is though <laughs> just a bear with a tail <laughs> pretty much except for the fact that they bring up real life bears like how bears could just rip apart a weasel yeah isn't that wild like in the, the way they're drawn the weasels are roughly the same size as the bears yeah but and... then he's like oh but even a cub could toss a weasel around like a sack and like rip it apart which in like in real life, yes, but yeah. these are still like anthropomorphized like children, and you are like a evil like sailor. I don't know what he's. <laughs> he I think he's just a dictator. He's an yeah. evil dictator. <laughs> he's got that hat. I don't know. Like <laughs> they do keep calling him chief, though. Right, uh, Arch Weasel. He's Arch Weasel McGreen. Great. I guess. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> take, go take that and run with it. I don't know. What to... <laughs> So, so there's this grand opening that's coming up. Oh, yeah. Of the Pizza Shack. And uh, we haven't even gotten to the point that there's going to be like a, a, a pizza dough tossing contest. Yeah, because Papa is really good at tossing pizza because he likes to have it for breakfast. I mean, I guess, I guess it's never been brought up before. <laughs> oh, it, that's not a running This isn't thing. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon now. <laughs> as far as I can tell, I think that there is a... So, okay, this is, like, really deep Berenstain Bear stuff. Great. There was a book published in, like, the late 70s uh, that was called Papa's Pizza. It's a scratch-and-sniff book. Oh. Um, but it's about how Papa liked to create pizza. They actually based an episode of the cartoon off this scratch-and-sniff book, hmm. uh, called it Papa's Pizza. And I think that was where we were sort of introduced to Papa being the pizza maker, which then they made this episode, and then they made this chapter book, which is now totally dissociated from, like, the rest of, like... It's yeah. so many it's so many generations removed from a hardback scratch and sniff book. But so I guess we do have some precedent for Papa being able to make pizzas. Yeah. There we go. There there's your history. But apparently he's really good at it and he's the mm -hmm. favorite to win uh free pizzas for life. Yes. Which seems like a bad idea as a giveaway. <laughs> um right whenever you hear about free free anything for life and you look at the fine print it's usually like one a month oh yeah that's true yeah that's it's like well, i eat more pizza than that yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's this huge pizza shack opening which throughout the book too i just kept feeling really bad for this like well franchise i guess because there's a, they talk about it's a second location or something like that but yeah. uh this this poor pizza place that's just getting caught up in all this bear drama, bear <laughs> right. and weasel drama. Like, who are the owners of this? And do they know what Ripoff Ralph is doing? And, or Ralph Ripoff? And right. <laughs> just, there's, like, that whole under thing that I got really, really sad about them. It's like, who should we hire to do our advertising? Well, there's yeah. this guy named Ralph <laughs> Ripoff. It's like, oh, all right. I mean, sure. I mean, we are, I assume, a, a chain of some sort, but go right ahead. How are the events of this book going to affect their future business? Right. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if they ever come back. 
Um, yeah, so because uh, Ralph Ripoff told the weasels about this pizza business, um, then their new way of getting getting the bear cubs, I guess, or capturing them is to put some kind of helium pill into <laughs> the pizza dough that Papa Bear... I know. I was like, the, sci- <laughs> the science in this book is magical. It's great. Uh, and also, he was like, you know, like, what happened with the pumpkin? And I was like, didn't the pumpkin incident go bad? Right. And <laughs> didn't it, like... It just grew really big. It didn't have anything to do with helium. Yeah. I was like, this is not how science works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then when Papa is tossing his pizza, it grows and grows and grows. And then it looks like a big UFO in the sky. Right. And, and chases the bears, uh, the bear cubs and gramps. Oh, uh, right. But, but how does it chase the bear cubs? Remote control. <laughs> I don't, wait. <laughs> How is it remote controlled? N- none of this makes sense. <laughs> that this is what I'm talking. I was so angry reading the end. I was like, "That's not. That's not how it works. That's that's not at all how how remote controls work." I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like radio controlled things. That's not how that works. <laughs> no, what, 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 what did impress me was when the bears, when the cubs converted their plane to remote control, they actually went to the to the trouble of describing like, well, they also had to like add all these wires yeah. and like and like servos and stuff to like pull the wings and the wing flaps to steer. Like I thought they were just going to slap a remote on it, but they actually like went. They, they knew what they were doing mechanically. Like, yeah. Like, more or less. Yeah, except for they described that they didn't know how to turn it. It just, they knew how to make it go up and down. Right. Which I guess then the joystick somehow magically makes it turn around. But it makes more sense than a pizza. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I I don't know where... Where the radio control... Maybe it's mixed in with the helium um, pill? I don't know. Yeah, they don't really cover that part. Because the pizza goes think. up and sp- it keeps spinning, right. and then it just flies. We we have this great two page spread, by the way, of yes. this giant pizza coming at the all the bears in bear country. Yeah, run but, for your lives. And then like brother figures out that it's radio controlled by turning on the radio, which may be correct science, but I don't know. But not for a pizza and. I still don't understand, like, how, how okay, it's so, controlled. Because it started off as just right. a lump of dough with a pill inside of it. It's just a helium pill inside of pizza dough. Inside of pizza dough that <laughs> was going off in exactly three and a half minutes. Right. Or s- <laughs> I don't, it was very confusing. But wait, things are going to start making even less sense. So tell us how Brother <laughs> fights off the sci-fi pizza. Okay, so brother then has Gramps drive to their uh, tree, tree, uh, what you call it, uh, tree house, mm-hmm. and he grabs his remote control, his his like controller for his model airplane, and then somehow yeah. interferes with the um, the remote control on the pizza and sends it back to where it came from, which is right. not. That's not something you can do either. Like if like, you override a remote control with another remote control, does it make the thing go like relive its like life backwards? I know. That's what didn't make sense. He's like, I just turned, made it 
Like, it's like he pressed a button and sent yeah. it back, but that's not allowed. But not, not sent it back, <laughs> like, sent it towards its... Yeah, like, it didn't go back the to the city. Remote. Yeah, it went back to it's where like the you, weasel layer is. It's like, if you took a remote... If someone had a remote control car and drove it at you, and you grabbed another remote control and, and pushed the button on it, the remote control car would then turn around and attack the person with the first remote. Yeah, and th- that's not right. <laughs> I mean, you're speaking <laughs> as someone with hit with experience in remote controllery. So, <laughs> as a child, I watched many airplanes, and I don't think anybody hijacked each other's <laughs> airplanes by just sneaking out another remote control and being like, Wah, ha, 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 like, and sent it back to the ground, like that. Yeah, none of that. He just. It says he pushed the joystick as far forward as it would go, and the pizza fell from... St- okay, he crashes it. He crashes the pizza, and then, which, by the way, isn't made of pizza dough. It's made of... I think it's made of, like, the gunk from yeah. the traps inside of Weasel Land or whatever. Right, because the traps were, like, this, like, rapidly expanding, like, goop that would, like... Right. Sp- they kept saying would, like, would kill you if someone didn't, like, save... like. Because they were like, oh, no, like, is Ralph going to be smothered? And it's like, no, yeah. Ralph is not smothered. Yeah, <laughs> like, you would goo. suffocate, right, from it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which I had a yes, problem. Would... <laughs> <laughs> I also had a problem with their security setup. So, like, the security, like, you had to be standing right there when yes. somebody broke the security. Like, it wouldn't, like, you had to press the button to make the goo drop on them. Like, mm-hmm. if they went past your security point... And you didn't know that that was happening, right. then then that's a fail. They would just continue going. No goop sent on them. Right. Fortunately, <laughs> the the weasel world is rigged. I guess every like seemingly ten yards with goop. Yeah, um, he said there was like fifty traps or something right. like that. Because they because they 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 find the entrance to the weasel's w- world the, down the weasel hole, as it says in the book. Yes. And they find they find something horrific. <laughs> upon entering uh it was a cage <laughs> the cage that i appreciate that it had the sign future home of the bear scouts on it yeah since nobody would have people would have walked by and been like oh hey free cage i'm gonna take this home it's a i, I don't know if you're if you're familiar at all with the uh the jack ketchum novel off season no uh, it's about a family of cannibals who live in a cave and they keep people in a cage exactly like this one <laughs> when like, was that oh. written <laughs> it predates this book so <laughs> I like to think there was leo some influence <laughs> leo berenstain was like well, i really like that horrific <laughs> novel that jack ketchum wrote <laughs> i'm gonna work it into my weasel cartoon book <laughs> I would love if that was an influence. Like, what if this book was dedicated to him? Yeah. Oh. oh, dedicated to the late Jack Ketchum. Look at that. No, it says it's a. It also says it's a Hansel and Gretel type cage. Yeah, that's which true. which implies eating thereof. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. very true. Um. So, yeah. Go ahead. So this is where. Uh, so we. There's only like four pages left in this book, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but my favorite line is on one of these. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. what is it? Um, oh, it's the it's like on the very last page. Is right. My, so tell my, us. Yeah. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite part of the book is um, so the oh, what happens? So um, the all the little bear scouts 
um, find this cage and they're like, oh my gosh, whatever. This is terrible. They were going to like kill us or something. Um, and then brother plays with the security system. They find the security system and does something to it. Um, and then, uh, the brother says, do you hear anything, Lizzie? And then this line happens. Lizzie listened hard. Yes. She said with a small smile screams because <laughs> <laughs> he's triggered all the all the goo traps exactly so they all the weasels are potentially dying it is the most chilling line i've ever <laughs> read in a berenstain bears book do you hear anything lizzie yes screams and she has a small smile yes lizzie who in the beginning of the book is the one that said it's unfair of you to make fun of frogs and right. she's like announced as a huge animal lover by the yeah. end is taking joy in the screams of weasels dying <laughs> <laughs> on the screams of weasels the lizzie bruins story <laughs> and then they and then they get their merit badge it's like well you killed all those weasels here's your, here's your ribbon <laughs> yeah so nobody knows about the weasels even though there was a gigantic pizza flying over bear bear country yeah, that's it. Like, they don't even say that, though. Like, it just says a few days later, the scouts got a call to stop by Scout Leader Jane's house. I know. And, she, like, and that's it. So it's just never mentioned again. Like, yeah. no, nobody's like, hey, remember when we had that big UFO pizza? Like, right. what was that about? Like, when the <laughs> pumpkin came, when there was this giant pumpkin, no one believed that there were weasels in it. So the, the cubs had to take, take charge for themselves. They pushed the pumpkin over the cliff. And by the time they get down to where the pumpkin crashed the weasels have scattered they've taken all their guns and cannons and everything and gramps is like you know what let's just keep this between ourselves no one will believe us anyway which is kind of a harsh lesson to teach children and yeah. but he's like everyone's gonna think we're nuts no one will believe us but in this one they don't even do that it's just like the end yeah it's a like, really bizarre way to end a book yeah it, it's really <laughs> strange children's book <laughs> so the uh the cartoon it's based on is basically the same. There's route. The, it's not a pizza place. It's opening. It's just the state, like the county fair. But there's uh. going to be a there's a there's a dough twirling contest, and the weasels hire Rip, Ralph Ripoff to, or he's he's called Raffish Ralph in the cartoon. They hire him uh, to do the, exactly the same thing. It makes even less sense. Wait, it's a what twirling contest? It's just a pizza, like a dough twirling contest. Oh, a dough. I th a I thought you said goat, and I got really confused <laughs> for a second. <laughs> It's a goat twirling contest, of course. <laughs> it, it inflates to a giant. No, the uh, and it's called the uh, it's called the uh, flyaway pizza, and that's it. Like it, the exact same thing happens. Uh, it works. I don't know, Wendy. What did you think of the Parents Day Bear Scouts and the Sci-Fi Pizza? Um, I mean, in general, I I kind of liked it. Although I was I was truly bothered by all the the technical wrongs in the book. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, that's just that's not how stuff works. Like if you're gonna talk to me, like and then like part of me was like, well, you know, they're bears, so right. they're not they're not exactly like humans, and neither are the weasels. So maybe give them a little little leeway here, Wendy. Um, but then I find out that they have bath bassa, um, so right. they're they're heading into space. But yeah. they don't know, <laughs> like, they don't know how remote controls work or how security systems. I mean, the weasels don't know what pizza, pizza is. is. Yeah, but, they're, but they have, like, 
but they have like military ranks and a doctor. Like yeah. they're not, and they, they can invent like flying pizza dough. They're not completely cut off from the world. <laughs> so there was a lot of confusion in this in this uh, novel <laughs> uh, right. for for me. But um, I mean, overall, I thought it was. I just I really liked the weasels as terrible yeah. as they were. I really liked the weasels and the little song that Ralph Ripoff sings. Oh, right. He gets another song in this one. Yeah. Where is that? It, he sings uh, it when he's nervous. Yeah, and so he starts to sing about money. It's just, give me that big money, that big, yeah. big money. Better than honey, that big, big money. Good for what <laughs> ails ya, never fails ya. Good f- for each and every single ache and pain. Satisfies the spirit, nourishes the brain. That money. Mm, money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, you mentioned the, the remote control thing. Uh, when I had the guys on from Stranger Still, it was for a book where the Cubs start a TV studio. Oh. And some parts of the book seemed meticulously researched. Like <laughs> they knew they knew how to they, like the Berenstains knew what went on behind the scenes of a TV show. But then other parts of it, they were just like it was just made up nonsense that made no like. If you had to write a book about something you knew nothing about and just make mm-hmm. something up, that's what it read like. And it, it does seem like there are very specific areas of expertise as far as they are concerned. But yeah. then it's, the blind spots, they're just like, just write whatever. Just write whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's very strange. Like, I liked all the bits about, like, females in the tech industry. And, like, mm-hmm. they're, like I like that they gave a little shout out of, like, all the boys' hands are too big. So the girls could do all the intent like the detailed work which got a little into child labor uh, which was a little weird because yeah, they're that's like why the children were hired back in the day <laughs> exactly they had like these delicate hands the girls had delicate hands and know knew how to sew things right the little ones can get down in the machinery <laughs> uh but i liked it uh did you like it <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, like, obviously it's a weird place to just jump in with both feet. Like, <laughs> but in another way, it's like, here's the insanity of Bear World. Like, this is this is where it goes. Like, these, these especially the Bear Scouts chapter books, they, they get strange because they get into these Saturday morning plots that don't make any sense. And Leo and Mike have to, like, hammer them into some sort of, like, there's 20 chapters in this book. Like they had to yeah, like. Yeah, it's way longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, they have to stretch it out and like give the characters some kind of growth in an arc. And I don't know. I love Ralph Ripoff. I think he's a he's one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, he he's pretty fabulous. He's a completely different character in the Bear Scouts books than he is in the big chapter books. Okay. Which is funny, like because they're two kind of separate continuities. And in the Bear Scouts books, he's more of a villain. And in the and in the big chapter books, he's more of like a misunderstood anti-hero. Like <laughs> he's a crook, but he has a heart of gold, and he would never hurt anyone in Bear Country. He just likes to play tricks and rip people off. Yeah. But in the the Bear Scouts books, he's like, no, I will collude with your enemies to overthrow your your nation. Yeah, exactly. But no, I think I mean I love it. I think it's I think it's a it's a mess. It's a it's another delightful mess from the wonderful world of the Berenstain Bear Scouts. <laughs> um, as I say, it's it's uh, it's out of print. So if you're gonna buy a copy of it, you have to buy it uh, used. It's not one. It's not. It's never been uh, translated into digital. So you got to get an old copy of it. And, Although uh, I have to say, um, uh, so I got 
I, I, even though you gave me the text, I also ordered one from Amazon, but it came oh. today. Like, oh, yeah. it was like two cents plus shipping, so right. it cost me like three bucks, and I got like a really good condition one, I have to say. It's like in like almost new condition, oh, really? even though it said like used, okay, and I, then I got it. I was like, oh, this is like really good shape, and it's a first printing, and I was like, oh, all right, well... That's not worth money, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still in really good shape. Maybe I'll just leave it here where I work. I don't know. <laughs> That's one of the benefits of no one ever reading these books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the Berenstain Bear Scout series, they, you know, they, they split it off from the other chapter book series because they were sure this was going to be their big one, like their cash cow. Mm. Like this was going to appeal to all the kids. And it never took off. Like they had merchandise planned for this. Like there was a oh. whole like line of Bear Scouts, like outdoor stuff, like binoculars and canteens and stuff. Like mm. I've I've been to the to the archives. I've seen their prototypes like. They had planned this whole line, and then it just, it bombed. It bombed big yeah. time. Yeah. I think, you know, it's 1996. Yeah. It's, you know, kids are a little bit more, they're not really, I mean, I guess, I mean, kids still, like, go, are Cub <clears throat> Scouts and Girl Scouts and whatnot, but I, I, I they do feel dated. It, it, it's, I think it was a bad call. Uh, I've said yeah. this in the past, but... They could have gone with the Bear Scouts, but there's also the Bear Detectives, which the mm. Cubs would also play at. And I'm like, why didn't they do the Bear Detectives series? Yeah. They, they're just solving mysteries anyway. Like, that's what the Bear Scouts do. Yeah. Just have them be the Bear Detectives. And, and kids are more likely to be like, oh, like, look, spooky detective stories. But Yeah, I think that that would have worked out a lot better for them yeah. than, than Scouts. I think well. it's just... The outfits and... Yeah, it looks a little too goody two-shoes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty and all. I mean, you can leave a knife, a note uh, with a knife on, <laughs> on Ralph's door, but, you know, that's halfway through the book. You gotta Didn't get them into the book. Didn't they tie up his parrot as well? Yes! Oh my god, I forgot about the animal abuse. <laughs> they tied up Squawk. They tied his beak shut. Yes! Poor Squawk. <laughs> oh, poor Squawk. I like that he fed Squawk some crackers to calm him yeah. down. That's yeah. kind of sweet. So, so Ralph has a heart of gold. Yeah, they're kind of the original odd couple. Well, Wendy, while you're here, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Okay, uh, so Pet Cinematary is a podcast that uh, takes a closer look at the role that animals have played in cinema. Yeah. So we we pick a movie, I bring on a guest, and we kind of talk about the animal actor in the movie as opposed to the human actors. And what kind of movies have you covered? Uh, anything from, you know, um, Andre, a kid's movie, to The Thing, mm. uh, to, you know, even Aliens. Uh, with Jonesy the cat, uh, oh, yeah. we've looked at all kinds of. If there's an animal in the movie, I want to talk about it. You did the movie Link, right? Yes, I did do Link. Uh, <laughs> that was an amazing movie. That was so much fun to do. <laughs> it's that's one of the Link had one of those video boxes that terrified me as a child. Yes, it was like a close up of the of the ape's face. <laughs> and like it was so scary that I wouldn't even like look at the back of the box. I had no idea what this movie was about, like for years. My my guess that episode was my friend John, and he I think he says the same thing. He was just like that video box just intrigued me so much as a child. Like I didn't get what was happening with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All I knew was there was a monkey butler in it, and I needed to see it. 
and yeah, maybe like an, no e- an evil monkey, monkey butler. butler. <laughs> yeah, that was a great, that was a, a fun, fun movie to do. <laughs> well, uh, how often does your show come out? Um, so right now I'm trying to do it. It's, uh, like every two weeks. Occasionally I'll take, uh, breaks, but I'm trying to get back in the swing of doing it every two weeks. And where can we find it if we're looking for it? Uh, well, you can easily go to just petcinematary.com or you can search for it on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts are available. Phenomenal. Well, if you want to find me, I'm at Berenstain Bearcast at WordPress.com. You can write to me at Berenstain Bearcast at gmail.com. Uh, check us out online. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. I have two other shows. Uh, it's Del Toro Time, which I do with my teenager, Ollie, where we look at the movies of Guillermo del Toro and his influences. And I also do uh, Click It Cast, a Beverly Cleary podcast with John McCoy. Uh, Wendy, thank you so much for being on my show. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your show show this was so much fun (laughs) it really was uh and for everyone else out there i will see you all next time deep in bear country